everybody. Welcome to another edition of uh, Web Boxing Podcast 101. I'm Luis Trevino with you guys here from Warrior's Edge Boxing Gym, hailing out of El Paso, Texas, the sun city of El Paso, Texas. And with us today, like always, my wingman is Mr. Herman Delgado, former heavyweight fighter, uh, fought the lights of Vitaly Klitschko and Hasin Rockman. Glad to have you back, Mr. Herman Delgado, on the first show of 2021. Always glad to be back in here in the office versus being out there in the ring. Right, and the kids are training as we speak, right? That's right. Uh, we're going to get right into our interview, Herman, for the first uh, one of the year. Uh, and this year, uh, we're going to kick off our podcast with some good guests that we have lined up. Uh, we got some pretty good guests coming up this month. And what a way to kick off our show, uh, but with a ring announcer. Yeah. That's pretty cool, huh? Absolutely. Uh, this ring announcer uh, has announced for the greatest woman of all time, uh, and I don't know what weight division she was, Christy Martin. Uh, and he's also announced for Langston Hampton Jr., which is an associate of Mayweather Promotions. How big can that be? Uh, very huge. Atlas Fights in Biloxi, Mississippi. He's also announced for the biggest amateur boxing company in Texas. Worked with the boxers such as the ever-entertaining Butterbean, Orlando Canizales, and Austin Trout. Uh, the pandemic has forced him to get into vocal exercises or... You know, from his he he had an international gig in Canada, but it's affected everybody, folks. Well, let, let's let's hear more about this guy. He's the main attraction, Mr. Christian Smith, hailing out of Laredo, Texas, but originally from San Antonio, Texas. Christian Smith, how are you, my friend? How are you doing, Mr. Trevino, Mr. Delgado? I just want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for bringing me on your show. It's a privilege. Um, it's definitely time to get uh, back involved. Um, boxing the MMA world seems like it's pretty much dead everywhere right now, along with this pandemic. It just feels like the right time to be on, on your show. Big what's up to the Sun City of El Paso, another border town, rich in history with, uh, with boxing culture as well. So I just want to say thanks for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to it, and um, let's get right to it. Yeah, good. Uh, and you know what, uh, folks, uh, we're going to be trying the new platforms for this podcast. So uh, we are live right now and we're having some technical difficulties on the YouTube channel. Uh, but as soon as this podcast is over, uh, it's going to be on Spotify. We're going to do a lot of uh, platforms. So as soon as it's over, uh, Mr. Christian Smith, we can share it out uh, to your fans. So right now, the IT guy is working on the YouTube channel. I don't know what's wrong with it, but uh, we're going to continue, okay? Christian... Okay. Uh, right now, you're live. You're, you are at your house in Laredo, Texas, correct? Yes, sir. Laredo, Texas. Uh, how far is that from El Paso? It's about eight hours. It's, it's quite a drive. It's a pretty long point drive. Have you? Um, but, uh, yeah, but, but pretty far, but um, a very similar concept as far as being on the Texas-Mexican border. Have you ever been to El Paso? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, passing, driving through to California, business. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm not super familiar, but, uh, yeah, uh, I've been to El Paso. Oh, good, man. Uh, and, and I guess El Paso is similar to Laredo, right, from the weather and all that, is it? Um, Laredo is a little bit more humid. It's a little bit more hot. Um uh, the only difference is like, you know, El Paso, 
it's kind of a divine line in between El Paso and Juarez, um, where you can kind of see that throughout the entire city. Um, Laredo, by the way, it's formed, maybe not so much, but as far as the two cultures coming together and border life and, and, and you know, border patrol customs, um, you know, uh, in, uh, Texas Mexican affairs, it is very similar. Wow, yeah. Uh, so, how long you been? In, and you say you're from San Antonio too. Uh, what made you move to Laredo, Mr. Kristen, Mr. Smith? I'm sorry. Uh, born and raised in San Antonio, and I was uh, lucky enough to get a uh, reporting job at uh, uh, the local news, the NBC affiliate KGNS, in, in Laredo, where I met my wife, and um, from there, uh, I've been here for about roughly eight years. Lived in a couple places, but um, it's it's actually been great. South Texas uh, for boxing, the border for boxing. Um, you know how it is, you know, especially in an um, atmosphere with a lot of Hispanics, um, Mexican culture. They love boxing, and I love boxing, so it works out really good. Yeah, man. So uh, tell us, how did you get involved in ring announcing? Um, well, basically, uh, to give you the shortest possible version, uh, about Oh, geez, 20 years ago, I can't believe I'm saying that, 20 years ago. Uh, in San Antonio, I hosted a cable TV show where I had interviewed the WWF uh, superstar, not WWE, uh, Shawn Michaels, who's from San Antonio. And I really, I loved boxing, MMA, and wrestling pretty much equally. And I interviewed him, and he had a independent promotion where I would go to it. A lot of the people would kind of be nice to me because I was the host of the show and eventually I just started partaking in the shows. I got invited to it and I was like, yeah, for sure. So I did, um, I did ring announcing for pro wrestling. I tried for years and years and years to get involved in uh, professional boxing and MMA, but it is very, very hard to crack into that business. So it took me a very long time. During that time, I was a uh, writer for FightNews.com, where I got to interview uh, big enough names, believe it or not, like Manny Pacquiao and Julio Cesar Chavez, Senior and Junior, Jesus Chavez, Jesse James Leja, um, uh, Marco Antonio Pereira, uh, a lot of big name fighters, De La Hoya. Uh, that came through, you know, the South Texas San Antonio area. So I had a lot of boxing connections. And then when I finally got my break with a gentleman named Fico Martinez in AAA Promotions in Laredo, it was 013, and I was used to doing the announcing in the wrestling world. And he gave me a shot, and it was a blessing. And it was quite different from wrestling. And, and now, you know, my passion is more. To, to, to announce professional boxing and MMA uh, for a number of reasons. But um, I got my big shot there, and then uh, I just made the most of it. And uh, here we are in 2021 now, and I've, you know, I've announced in seven different states and counting, and, and uh, hope to hope to continue with that. So, so is it safe to say that you're more of a boxing fan than a wrestling fan? Well... That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. Um, 
nowadays, especially, it's, it's got to be a lot more boxing um, because uh, th- things have changed a lot. And, um, I mean, to me personally, whether I'm involved in the show or I'm not involved, I mean, there's nothing I enjoy more than sitting down and, on a Saturday night and watching a highly anticipated professional boxing match. I mean, there's just nothing like that, whether it's me by myself or with family and friends or I'm there live. Yeah. I just, that that's my number one thing to do. Yeah. I love it. And if I'm involved, I love it even more. And and you know what, I mean, boxing is, uh, I mean, I don't know how to say this, but I mean, we can't really compare them. It's both, they're both entertainment, but one is really entertainment, if you know what I mean, right? It's more, boxing is is not script, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's apples and and oranges. It's considered a half-sister sport because it's done in a ring with a similar theme, but it's completely, completely right. different. Yeah. It'll never be the same. No. You know that, uh, I don't know if you knew Christian, Christian, right? But yes, uh, I was a, I mean, I, I started in the boxing world as a ring announcer. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I did a couple of shows, a uh, couple of televised for guys here locally, like the lights of David Rodriguez, Antonio Escalante, um, I think one of the cards that did Hector Camacho Jr. was here in El Paso. I uh, did a couple of them, and then I did my amateur show that we do every year, The Clash of the Titans. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten my taste as a ring announcer, uh, and, and I've enjoyed it too, you know? Yeah. It's a fun sure. gig. Awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a fun gig for me. That's how I got started in the podcast business. Uh, so, let me ask you a question. Who's your favorite ring announcer in boxing? There's... There's been several of them. Do you have a favorite one that you looked for, looked out for, a mentor or in the uh, as a ring announcer? It would have to be um, probably a tie between, and this is going to sound cliche, but Michael Buffer, because I think that he's conducted himself with such dignity and class. He's raised the bar for ring announcers everywhere. Um, you know, he's a good guy, and and he creates an excitement like a ring announcer should he looks like a ring announcer should he makes a ring announcer a part of the show um the other guy i would have to say is is you know neck and neck would be lupe contreras from houston and you know same thing uh he gets up there he's charismatic he 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 um you know he smiles he sets a pleasant tone he's bilingual I do it in English or I can do it in Spanish. Um, those two guys, I look up to a lot of guys. There's a lot of very talented ring announcers, but if um, if you're asking me my favorite, it would have to definitely be between uh, Michael Buffer and Lupe Contreras. What, what's the name of that other announcer, the one that comes out from the forum all the time? Lennon, Jimmy Lennon. Yeah, J- Jimmy Lennon Jr. I definitely think um, that he would be my top five I just choose um, a buffer in Contreras because they they I think bring a little bit more personality but a lot of people prefer Jimmy Lennon Jr. because he's more of the classic-esque uh, ring announcer just like what you would have seen 10, 20, 30, yeah, 40, the 50 old years school. ago his father yeah his father yeah his, his father what well, you know that was his 
you know, he models himself after a senior, and yes, another great ring announcer. There's no doubt about that. Um, but he's more of a classic type, which is preferred amongst a big amount of the audience. But for me, I like something a little bit more innovative, like, you know, Buffer's catchphrase. More flair. That, that makes you feel, or with Contreras, when he says, vamos a ver, quien es más macho. I mean, <laughs> when I hear that. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their catchphrase, but, you know, in, in recent past in recent, I'm going to say in the past year, uh, we've noticed more in the boxing world new ring announcers. And I think that's been attributed to there's so many media platforms to host boxing events like PBC Fox. The uh, Zone is the big monster now here. Uh, it's not HBO no more. And then Showtime. And as before, it was two only two platforms like Showtime and HBO. Showtime, uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr. was with Showtime. Uh, Michael Buffer was with HBO, but now there's more. Uh, if you notice in this last fight, I think the Zone has a new announcer now. Um, so yeah. we're seeing more new announcers come out, right? Yeah, yeah, and also you know with MMA and its growing popularity, combined with you know just the internet, and you're exactly right with the platforms. Um, like the Zone, they have Jeremiah Gallegos out of Houston, who just has a phenomenal voice. Or um, Diamante, uh, Dave Diamante, who's from New York. He kind of has a different look, but he also has a great voice too. Um, he, you know, he's American and he's doing mainly the European fights. But um, not only on the zone, but there's another thing called Fight TV that's spelled F I T E dot TV. And what that is is it's like it's a genius concept that come, came out a couple years ago where um, the promotions that are wrestling, MMA, and boxing work out deals. I've been on it a couple times now, like for Atlas Fights at Biloxi, Mississippi, ran by Glenn Matina Jr. Um, you can order pay-per-views for just $15, um, and that, that again, like to what you're saying, yeah, there are so many different... Um, uh, platforms where people can showcase their skills and, and, and what a blessing for people like myself. Yeah, and I mean, we're seeing more more uh, ring announcers that I've noticed, like the guy that you just mentioned, he has a great voice, uh, and I think he's the future of boxing, uh, and, and nothing lasts forever, right, Christian? Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it could be, uh, I mean, sometimes there's errors made, and um, uh, sometimes you can control your own destiny and you know sometimes you just got to get lucky you could get lucky good and lucky bad um and it just kind of like just hope for the lucky good for me uh you know are you a you know there, there's ring and i forgot the guy's name but there's a ring announcer or there's i think it's gonna i think it was pbc that the ring announcer is not on the ring he's on the sidelines do you think that's a disadvantage or advantage for the viewers to not see the ring announcer um, and he's behind the scenes and you don't see him in the ring? A complete disadvantage because they missed that connection there. There needs to be a proper introduction. Um, I'm hoping that was only done because of COVID restrictions, but no. there needs to be a connection done with the audience, whether it's their live or at home, because part of the reason why I love 
boxing so much is because of the presentation. I mean, the way you feel as a fan when fighters are making their way to the ring and when a legendary announcer or, uh, you know, uh, uh, a very talented announcer is making the way you feel at home where you're starting to get chills. When you hear something certain, it makes the actual contest, the actual fight, all the more special compared to... Because I have watched some events. Um, there, there's a, there's a, a MMA promotion. I don't want to name them, but I think they're on Fox late at night. They've edited their fights, and they don't do the presentations. They don't do the introductions. And ultimately, you just see their names in graphics and their fighting, so there's no synergy that the people at home or the people in the well, yeah the people at home just can't really build with those fighters making it much less of an actual memorable event I guess it would be like uh, going to a comedy show and, and the comedian sitting down in the crowd and you can't see him you gotta see him up on exactly. the stage doing the presentation exactly exactly that's yeah that's exactly the way putting it I mean, it's just, it does not build that um, connection with the audience, and it takes away from the actual fight. Christian, uh, do you get nervous up there when you're, when you're, when you're ring announcing? Good question. Um, when I'm properly prepared now, um, if the event is not that well organized, or I wasn't giving, given sufficient information, then yeah. Because a lot of the times, I mean, for the most part, the promoters provide me, or his team, or the people that work for him, they provide me with enough information, and I you know, take it upon myself to speak to every fighter, and sometimes his or her trainer first, but if I don't have the proper information and I'm getting ready to announce um, and I don't have the correct bout order or, or, or one of the uh, bouts was was changed from the second to the to the eighth fight of the night and I wasn't told that it gets a bit nerve-wracking but for the most part the majority of the time I really go hard in my prep usually the night um, after the weigh-ins are over I'll sit in my hotel room and just under a light at a desk and I'll review, you know, the information given to me or the videos that I made right after the fighters get off the scale. I go right up to them and I'm like, um, you know, hey, Joe Fighter, you know, can you pronounce your name and where you're from and if you have a nickname? And, you know, they want to be announced correctly, so they're more than happy to oblige. And I review all that information and then I practice saying their names either in the hotel room or I'll just walk out in the parking lot. And so come time, come game time, um, you know, just like the old cliche goes, practice makes perfect. I never am perfect up there, but it makes me uh, prepared and ready to go. And, and, and you know what? It, it does take a lot. Uh, I, rem- I mean, it, there's a lot of work behind the scenes as a ring announcer. You really have to, like you said, you know, you got to get there early to the event. Uh, you you gotta hunt for these fighters whether they come early whether they come late whether just, and if you have that advantage go to the the 
the weigh-ins before the fights, right? And get all the information, get your stuff ready. Because there's a lot of bells and whistles that happen behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know uh, of what's really going on. They just see you in a tuxedo and you're ready to go. But there's a lot of things that happen. And then also in ring announcing, and correct me if I'm wrong, Christian, there's a lot of things that you cannot prepare for, like the outcome of a fight. And you got to know how to properly diagnose, how to properly introduce, how to properly tell the people what really happened up on the ring. So how does the day look for you? And am I right in what I'm saying? You're exactly right in what you're saying. Um, and, and, and back to your point of, of, of myself announcing who won. You know, when people ask me, is, is this hard? You know, I say, it's not hard. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. But you have to be paying attention. From, you know, an hour before bell time till the very last fight of the night to the main event, you have to be paying attention because, for example, you know, like, like I drink, you know, a concoction with tea, an energy drink, honey in it, it just to help my vocals. <clears throat> I drink that during the event, so I have to go and urinate during the event, and um, <laughs> I... I I gotta be quick when I do that because if I miss, you know, somebody getting knocked out or tapped out or whatever, I, I'm running back as fast as I can, you know, having to ask somebody else, which is not fun. Um, but, you know, you have to be, you, you can't be sitting there ringside or cage side and on your phone or, or looking in the crowd or having a casual conversation with, you know, uh, one of the fans, you have to have tunnel vision and you have to be paying attention to what's going on in the event or, you know, you're going to make a fool of yourself because you're not going to know who won or how they won uh, or what happened. I mean, when I'm there, I'm there and I'm, I know who the timekeeper is. Um, I know who the commissioner of that state's athletic commission is. And um, I'm well-versed in the fighters' names and who they are, um, so I don't announce the wrong one. And I'm just hardcore, uh, I'm hardcore focused. So therefore, ultimately, you know, I can announce the proper thing because heaven forbid, if you do, um, if you do flub that, it could be a career ender. Um, you know, the, who, whoever, if you announce the wrong winner, that is going to be something that's, going to live with you for quite some time, especially in a, a social media world. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, and, and you're right. Uh, you really got to be focused because at the end of the day, they're all looking at you. And, hey, man, you got to be ready. It's, 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 those, it's those P's, right? Piss, pa, piss poor planning equals piss poor performance. You know, exactly. uh, and yeah, you got to you got to be on your toes. You got to be really paying attention to what's going on. Um, and know how to announce it. I mean, you're right. You are definitely right. And you know what also sucks is that, uh, you know, when you do some, I guess, amateur shows and, and probably sometimes in the pros that somebody comes up and taps you on your shoulder and then you got to announce, could somebody in the red truck move the fucking truck out of the way because you're going to get towed? <laughs> and you're like, really, man? I got to say this, man? I'm a professional yeah. ring announcer. I'm not the... the <laughs> Yeah, it's just funny because you're just so correct. You're so accurate in how you're saying that. And I'm like, 
all right, you know, um, just like what you said, could, you know, could some red truck move out of the entrance way? Or, yeah, or, uh, or, uh, or you know what, Christian, nachos are 99 cents at the concessions. Please feel free yeah. to visit the concessions for ice cold Pepsi and ice cold. But, and you're like, God, that kind of throws you off too. But you got to because yeah. that's what the promoter wants you to do because you, you got to yeah. sell. So not, not only are you introducing fighters, but you're introducing the menu. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, it, there's there's a lot of things behind the scenes that happens to a ring announcer, and then God behold, you better get it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to get it right, and then yeah. you're nervous up there. People, and again, these are things that people do not know, uh, and you better you better announce the right winner or the, or whatever, right? And then also, what what a lot of people don't know when you're up there are the hecklers. Have you ever ran yeah. into hecklers? You have a story to tell us about a heckler? Um. <laughs> Probably, probably, um, you know, another good question, what do you do? Um, one time in Laredo, at a pro event I was doing, um, the the ring card girls came out and uh, were throwing out t-shirts. And um, uh, they had thrown them out, and you know, you know what it's like when, you know, intoxicated boxing fans think they can get something for free. Of course. Well, they go pretty crazy. Well, <laughs> there's only a limited amount of t-shirts to be thrown out. And once those were thrown out, I got the Culero chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was on me. Culero, Culero. And, and um, I, uh, uh, I laughed at first because I thought it was funny, but whenever that happens, and, and I talk to the younger guys that, that are involved, whether they're fighters or whatever, trainers or a ring card girl or, 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 you know, whoever it is that are new to it, whenever that happens, just you have to ignore it and it will go away. Um, if you give the, the, the crowd or the hecklers the satisfaction of letting them know that they got in your head, well, it's going to get 10 times worse and then it's going to get a hundred times worse. And then it's going to get a thousand times worse. Um, because when those fans go to those events and they've been drinking, they, they, they get very boastful and proud that they know that they can get to somebody that's actually in the show. So I just, if, if I ever hear anything negative like that, or if I ever, you know, flub up, or hell, I could fall on my face for all that matters. And if that ever happened, I'm going to laugh about it. I'm going to smile in the crowd, and I'm just going to just go on and talk about uh, what I need to talk about without, like, without even acting anything like anything happened. Because once they're in your head, they don't get out and they don't quit. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, you just got to ignore it because there is hecklers out there, and, and they're drunk. And they want to see you mess up or they want to just have a good laugh, especially if the fights are boring. It's yeah. you're the entertainer, too. And you got to go up there and 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 um, and, and, and be the the show. Here's and here's what's happened to me. Uh, my first gig was at the special event center. Is it special event center or not? What is it called? Don Haskins Center. Don Haskins. And it was the heavyweight fight of David Rodriguez. Uh, and it was my first time ring announcing at that level and i i got up on the ring and 
every presenter, every person, every ring announcer, whether you're good in talking in front of people, will have a nervous twitch. Or what I mean is that you'll go to your comfort zone. Like talking in front of persons and you're always behind the podium because that is your security blanket. Do I make, my, do I make sense? When I was in the ring announcing, I would move a lot. Well, you know that ring announcers don't move a lot. They stay in one place. I didn't know this, so I had the camera guy going from corner to corner, uh, almost falling off the damn ring because I was moving too much. After a while, he told me, look, man, you cannot move because I'm following you with all these wires and camera. That was funny, man. I didn't know that. You know, those are things that I learn as you go, correct? Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's very common. It's very common. For, for a first time or when you first start um, when you're announcing to fidget up there to where you just start pacing back and forth um, and and like for me uh, I have two phrases um, I was announcing in North Dakota about a year a little over a year and a half ago and it was on national television and I was watching the clip and, and it was the main event and, and I have a thing where I say tell everybody in the city tell everybody in the town that here's about to go down and when I said down <laughs> I like I bowed I bowed and when I said down like down and I saw it on, on TV and it didn't look good because the cameraman had me in the shot <laughs> and then he kind of had to move it and it's 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 uh like what you're saying you learn as you go i didn't even think of that yeah exactly until i actually thought and i'm like okay now whenever i am up there you got to plant your feet you've got to choose one you know but whether it's the, the camera or, or, or the, uh, the the side of the audience where there's the most people, if there's no camera, and you've got to you know just uh, uh, put your feet shoulder width apart, and then you've got to smile and look forward, but you cannot move up there and and, and make it look presentable. So yeah, it's something that you definitely learn as you go. Right. So. Um as a ring announcer, Christian, can you explain to us uh, the the trials and tribu- tribulations of trying to break into the the world of uh, of ring announcing and the in the world of ring announcing and the business of ring announcing the trials and tribulations? Um, I'm assuming they're hard. Also, just like an athlete, um, I don't know. Do do you go to ring announcing school? Do or is it just hey man, look, we know this guy and you got to hustle for it? Or do you actually go to ring announcing school? no such thing as a ring announcer. Well, you never know, huh? You can start your business. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, 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 I just don't think there would be enough uh, work out there. Um, and yes, it is extremely, extremely, extremely difficult because, I mean, for the most part, you talk to a promotion that's been around for 5, 10, 15 years, and the first thing they tell you is, oh, well, you know, we've got our guys from the same one since we started, or, you know, it's the promoter's nephew or the promoter's best friend or the promoter himself. Um, and then, like, in my case, living in Laredo, Texas, like, right before I got, uh, before I did this interview, I spoke to somebody in uh, Florida, uh, uh, a gentleman, he's, he's going to be running a show in, in early February, 
uh, in Osala, Okala, a very nice guy, but, but he didn't know that I lived here in South Texas. He's like, yeah, yeah, call me. And I was excited because um, I wanted to go back to Florida and announce, but they said, oh, you're in Texas. Yeah, it's going to cost that promoter um, the plane trip, the, the, yeah. the hotel, and then he's got to pay you on top of that. But, I mean, that's why I bring my A game. That's good, man, and and we've seen you, Christian. And you're, you 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 know, you're you're Caucasian, you're white, and I never knew you spoke Spanish. Yeah, are you? What you are white, right? I'm full blooded uh, European descent, <laughs> and I barely, I don't really know that much about you know my last name. I've never been to Germany. Um, <laughs> I, I I I I don't know that much about. Uh, um, my bloodline per se, but um, where where I grew up in San Antonio, I spoke a little bit of Spanish. But my father, he was um, he's from Eagle Pass, Texas. And oh there shit! Several families deep in Eagle Pass, and Eagle Pass is more Mexican yep. in El Paso, Laredo, yes sir, the Valle, Del Rio. I mean, you go to Eagle Pass and. You only hear Spanish because it's a smaller town and it's less developed and it, it, it's more like a that's como una pinche via whatever. But it, 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 I learned it when I would spend time, um, you know, with, with my my father's family. Uh, it was like a lineage of bankers and my wife, my wife Rocio. Um, who, who I married in, back in 2014. My wife, Rocio, she does not speak English. Um, she's from Cuernavaca, over by Mexico City. Yes, sir. Um, she's, learned, she's learning English. Um, and so, uh, just with her every day, um, you know, and our daughter, our four-year-old, she's, she's bilingual. And, um, you know, I, I learned a lot of, a lot of Spanish because of them. And, 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 uh, Azteca and, um, Chapla and, and TMLL and, um, you know, the music I listen to is, is, you know, like, um, uh, you know, Gloria Trevi and Alejandro Guzman and, um, you know, Marco Antonio Solis and, yeah, yeah. um, Mr. Martin and, 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 and even Tejano, like, in Tocarles and Duelo and, and even like Tigre del Norte and Jane Rivera and people like that. And so um, English is my first language, but um, Spanish is very much my second language. And it's, it's helped me um, get jobs, get announcing gigs especially. And I'm more comfortable pronouncing Hispanic Mexican names more than any other style names that exist. I grew up on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you're you're doing a great job, man. I mean, I know your wife's training you, and that's great, Smith. You're doing a hell of a job, man. And coming from the Valle and then from San Antonio, and always having that rich culture, the Mexican heritage around you, uh, of course, you're gonna pick up on that language and and some of the the things that you st- said in Spanish. They sound pretty good. Let me ask you a question: In the sport of boxing, in the past three years, we've seen female boxers. Uh, boxers come into play right now their main events now like clarissa shields and you know i mean we're i mean i know uh christy martin paved the road for them but it really never took off 
for whatever reason. But now we're seeing it take off, right? And we have females in the sport, yeah. and they're headlining fights. That's what I mean, headlining fights. Not just females in the sport. They've always been in the sport, but now we're actually, they're headlining Showtime and PBC and all that. Do you ever think that we would see, or do you know of, in the pro ranks, a female ring announcer? I know wrestling has one. There is one really good female ring announcer, but I can only think of one, and her name is Amy Hayes out of Kentucky. Wow. Um, I would like to interview her. her. Yeah, yeah. She's a a friend of my son's Facebook. I'm sure if you shot her a message. Um, uh, She is the best female boxing announcer that, yeah, it's got to be her. And then in wrestling, there was Lillian Garcia, who was really good. But other, I, I can't even think of one in MMA. But but Amy and, um, you know, Lillian, those are the two by far most talented uh, female announcers. Well, I mean... And and one of the one of the another question that's not even on the ring announcing stuff, but I'm going to ask you because I'm I'm eager to f- to see what you think, picking your brain here. Uh, we often hear that the sport of boxing in recent years has pretty much lost fans due to the MMA scene, and you're familiar with the MMA scene because you announce it. Uh, of course, they've lost it because of politics, maybe promoters. Do you think that the premier combat sport right now is MMA? Or is, is boxing still doing well in, in, in your world? What do you think? Um, excellent question. And it's always brought up. And it's it's something to ponder. Um, okay. Boxing will not die. And I say that because you grew up watching it. Your dad grew up watching it. Your grandfather grew up watching it. Your great-grandfather uh, grew up watching it. Um, it's been around now. I mean, iconic people like Muhammad Ali and Rocky Marciano and Joe Frazier and Jack Tunney and, um, you know, John L. Sullivan, uh, uh, you know, up until Mike Tyson and, and you know, the Klitschko's and uh, um, now Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Virgil Duran, Thomas Hearns, people like that. I mean, those are, those are household names. And... Because they're household names, they, um, you know, boxing will stick around. Yeah. Um, it, it will survive. Um, especially in countries that, that love it, such as, um, you know, it's rich in history, obviously, in Mexico, in England, Argentina, even from some lightweights in Japan, um, uh, uh, or, or like Scotland or, or, or a place that you maybe not or Panama like Roberto Grant but I mean boxing's been around is what my point is is boxing has been around has been around has been around has been around so it's going to continue to be around it's not just going to go away like a fad and you know in music or something yeah and where where how yeah, and, and I don't think it's. I mean, I I really believe it's doing well. It's just different generations, different fighters. I know we often hear that we want boxing back, like the days of Barrera and Morales. But I mean, nothing lasts in this world. I mean, and I believe that when people people say that it's not doing well and it's not the same no more, it it, it I think it's a crack of shit because it's the generational gaps. It's generations 
everything's different now. You know, we live in a technology world, like right now in the technology savvy world, right? It's different as opposed to before. Boxing is in the same thing and MMA will be in the same thing too. Different generations, you know what I mean? Different fighters, different training regimens. There's better equipment out there for these fighters to train, but technology will change them. So I think boxing will do well and continue to do well. It's just not going to be the same as 10 years ago. Do you agree? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's just, it, 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 okay, first off, I mean, everybody does talk about that question, but the fact of the matter is, it's just something to talk about and discuss. <laughs> and I mean, MMA people, MMA people are going to say, oh, no, no, MMA is the thing of the future, boxing's dead, boxing died with, you know, Tyson in the 80s. Well, maybe in their MMA mind. Guys, yeah, in their own minds. But no, it did not die. Yeah. It's around and it's healthy. And then boxing people are going to say, oh, MMA is just a fad. That's, it's going to come and it's going to go. And I don't agree with that either because, um, yeah, it came on strong in the early 90s with UFC. And then more promotions started coming on the scene in the late 90s. And, you know, things like in Japan, like Pride and other, other promotions. And then... After that, it started growing. I mean, my point I'm trying to make is both can exist, and that's what I want. Well, I mean, both, there's no reason why both can't exist. Well, and, and we talk about both of them because they're both a combat, combat sport, but one doesn't eat the other. They're both in their own worlds, entities. Yeah. Um, I think MMA uh, is doing what it's doing because they're actually mirroring boxing. They don't have as many weights, I mean, as many divisions. Or many, uh, many organizations like the WBC, or how many championships? But they will. It's a young sport. It's still in, in, in its infancy, and it will develop in twenty years, like boxing. But yeah, I'm agree with you, Christian. Boxing is still here with us. It's just different generations, folks. Um, yeah, go ahead, Christian. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just I love both. I mean, they're just both different. Yeah, and you could ask me. Um, you, know, you could ask me, I mean, who does what better? And, you know, I could say boxing does five things better. And then A does five things better. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is we can coexist. Um, both sides should support one another. Both sides have been guilty of insulting the others. <laughs> I, I remember Jim Lampley, um, who is my personal favorite play-by-play commentator of all time. I didn't agree with this, but he took a shot at MMA once after at the end of a uh, broadcast when he said um, something like, uh, MMA is light years away from evolving to the talent level of where boxing can throw hands or something like that. But it's like, come on, we can <laughs> we can coexist. Um, and I did want to uh, just uh, remark one thing you said about the females. Absolutely. I cannot believe it. I think it's great what I've seen with the interest of women getting involved in combat sports. It's amazing. Um, because now I'm seeing this boxing, wrestling, and MMA. Um, it was like a novelty or something 10, 15 years ago to go to an event and see a women's match. And, and you're like, what, there's just girls here? But well, really, or, or, or it wouldn't be very good. It wouldn't be a very good match. It would be like, um, you know, what, what what's going on? It would end really quickly. But now the ladies are stealing the show. Um, 
when I announced him out his fights back in, in November, Whitney Kimmel, she fought this Brazilian girl out of Dallas, and it was the best fight of the night. Um, Mandy Fuentes from Laredo, who I've announced multiple times, she's, her fights usually steal fights of the night. Uh, these ladies have evolved into something serious um, uh, 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 to where people take them serious now. They're, it's not just funny or they're not just up there for men to, you know, enjoy looking at. They're taking this seriously. And so the fans and the general public are, are taking it seriously. And as long as that involves, you know, young ladies to get involved and take it up and and so many aspects of, of taking up boxing martial arts and so I think it's great, and I, I hope it continues. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. I mean, it's that when when the Clarissa Shields came into the sport recently, it exploded, and and it's very interesting. Uh, and I'm, and I'm going to mention Katie Taylor, you know, all time women's champ. I mean, she it exploded into the scene, and I'm glad they did. You know what I mean? I I, I mean, it, it's fun to watch them, and I and and I and I think they. It's it's good, man. I mean, we live at a time, and and they should have been a long time introduced in the main events. And I'm glad to see them in the sport, and I'm glad to see women's boxing healthy. Uh, folks, we're with Christian Smith from live from Laredo, Texas, on the Web Boxing Podcast 101. I do apologize; we had some technical difficulties with the YouTube channel, but as soon as this show, show is over, we are going to stream it to all the platforms of podcast. And you can hear that uh, that this show recorded. Uh, before we keep going, uh, we want to also welcome and our sponsor for tonight is Mr. Chris Trujillo. Uh, he does all your shrub removal and basic tree yard cleaning and landscaping here in El Paso, Texas, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, you uh, call Chris at 915-490-8878 for all your landscaping needs, the best in the business. Uh, folks, we are with Christian Smith from Laredo, Texas. Uh, originally, he is from San Antonio, Texas. Um, great state of Texas, has some great people, and Christian Smith is an awesome individual. And just because of that, Christian, we're going to play rapid fire with you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, man. Rapid fire with Christian Smith is being sponsored by Chris Trujillo. Here we go. Tuxedo or suit? Tuxedo. Why? It's what a ring announcer should wear, and it shows that he puts more effort into acting the correct part of being a ring announcer, and it shows that he takes it more seriously. Bow tie or tie? I guess you're going to say bow tie. Bow tie. If you can change one thing about pro boxing, what would it? What would you change or do? I would make less sanctioning bodies. So ultimately, we wouldn't have like four heavyweight champions. We would just have one. Man, but okay, I, I got you. Good. Best television network for boxing right now. Can I bring back HBO? I'm just kidding. Um, well, we, yeah, we all wish HBO was bad because I like Jim Lampley too. But right now, the yeah. best television network for boxing overall. The Zone. And can I ask you why the Zone? Because. They have a dedication to where they're showing fights. Um, okay, I got you. In Europe, America, uh, even Mexican, like Canelo's, uh, uh, the global influence by Eddie Hearn. Um, I like the zones uh, 
just you can tell that they love boxing, so I love them more. All right, who wins? Who wins if if there was a boxing match? Uh, who would win, the Terminator or Predator? Terminator. Why the Terminator? Because <laughs> Hey, Predator's a badass too, Christian. Shit, I like Predator. Uh, twenty twenty was a difficult year. Difficult year for everyone. Uh, and we're talking about the sport of boxing that we love. It was a very difficult year. Difficult fights to. Um, to um, to develop, we didn't see all the fighters that we wanted to see, or as many times as we wanted to see them. Uh, who was your 2020 boxer of the year? I would have to say um, King Carlos Molina, and Carlos Molina, very active fighter. Is, yeah, he he got six victories in 2020. Wow, I didn't. Um, if, I didn't know if that. If you're familiar with his career, he's been screwed over more times. Like if you saw what happened with James Kirkland, and and, and I think it was even Charles Jr. had a draw. Um, uh, uh, Molina is is dedicated. Wow. Um, six and zero. Oh, I mean, six and zero. Oh, um, I would give to him if he would go off of one performance. If we go to Tyson Fury back in February when he. Um, dominated uh, Deontay Wilder, and number two would be uh, Teofimo Lopez when he upset uh, Lopatico. But you went with Molina's your fight. Uh, the boxing reporter uh, that's affiliated with Web Box uh, and the podcast they went with Tyson Fury because of his performance against um, Deontay Wilder. So, but you know what, Molina, you're right, active fighter, and that's what I wanted to see—an active fighter. We never thought of him, man. So. Um, Mike, many congratulations to Mr. Molina and an active fighter six times is very impressive. Uh, moving right along, uh, if you would be isolated on an island and given the chance to bring three things, what would they be? Um, well, it would definitely have to be my computer, <laughs> internet, <What> did... <laughs> and uh, my microphone. You will take your microphone over your wife? I thought you were going to say your wife. <laughs> Just kidding. I got to practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. She's probably right next. What the fuck? <laughs> the ring announcer always takes the microphone. It's like the, the rock star will always take the guitar. Right, Christian? Yes, sir. Christian, it's been a great pleasure to have you on our show. We do apologize for the technical difficulties, but... This has been a long time coming. We we wanted to have you on your show. We're still trying to work out the bugs here with my podcast, but it's been a great pleasure, man, to talk to you. And you know what? Uh, chime in on our next show. I want you to call in and be part of the show. That's what we're doing this year. We want people to be part of the show um, and just talk boxing, man, and talk what you're doing. Um, just, just you know, come and shoot the breeze with us, man, you know, and see what you're doing, what you're up to. I know you're going to be hustling here soon. And, from all of us here at the podcast at the Warriors Edge Boxing Gym in El Paso, Texas, which is Su Casa, we want to just wish you the best, my friend. I know it's been a tough year for a lot of us. We've lost a lot of a lot of people that I know, and I'm I'm pretty sure you have too. Uh, this COVID has really kicked our ass in the politics uh, even harder, uh, and it seems not to be slowing down. But I wish you the best, my friend. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Um Ravino, Mr. Delgado, um, um, Warriors Edge Boxing Gym, uh, Web Box, Boxing Reporter, 
El Paso Sun City. Also, shout out to my co-commentator, David Rodriguez, a um, uh, good friend of mine. Um, I know he's out there in El Paso. Well, he should be out there in El Paso, I think. But I just want to say thank you so much. I loved every second of this interview. Um, whenever you want to do it again, I'm back in a heartbeat. Hopefully, I'm going to be having more news in, in the next month because things are starting to get moving slowly but surely because of obvious reasons with COVID. And anytime I could come back, I would love to do it. And um, uh, you guys were a pleasure, and I, I hope to do it again one day. I want to hear a Christian uh, announcement. You think you could do an opening for us? I would love to. All right, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the main attraction. All right. Let me hold on one second. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the action in the Awesome, man. That was awesome. And you can call me Tree. Everybody calls me T-R-E-E, Tree. And Herman's the hitman. You know that if you go, if you look up Herman, man, he fought Klitschko. And Klitschko was the size of a skyscraper next to Herman. And Herman is not a small guy, man. But it was a, a very interesting story what he shared with us when he fought that Klitschko. But, hey, you know what, Christian? has been awesome. That was an awesome introduction. Yeah, thanks so much. And Herman lasted three, three rounds with Vitaly Klitschko. So, <laughs> mad props. For lasting even a second, and he lasted your three rounds, and he did that in uh, Rheinstrand Hall. I can't even yeah, remember, yeah, but I'm looking at it by Frankfurt, um, Germany. Yeah, Karlsruhe, Germany. My God! So that must have. I, how did you even last three rounds? And man, I gotta. I give you mad props for for just doing that. I wow. ate, I had some good food out there. <laughs> well, what a cool, cool thing to put on your your resume! I gave you yes, sir. For that too, so. so, thank, thank you, you Christian. so much, gentlemen. And I'd love to do it again. So feel free to contact me anytime. And if you'd ever want me to do an intro or an outro with one of my introductions for your show, I'll be happy to do it. Oh, you're gonna do it. You're gonna be on our next video. We're working on our video. Well, Christian, have a nice okay. night. Have a nice evening. Uh, God bless you and your family, folks. This has been the All podcast. Right. Wet Boxing 101, are we signing off from El Paso, Texas? And whatever you do, put God first. Thank you.